Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Stereophonic sound. to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, The B-Side. This is a podcast all about listening to music by listening to artists that we believe are as good and most of the time better than that in the mainstream. And we provide a platform for these artists in which to be heard because we believe they deserve to be heard because they're so good. That's what we do. This And this week we'll have two interviews as usual. We'll have a wild card and the intro that you are currently listening to. Remind me what this is, Wayne, because uh, my notes have just fucked off. Hello, oh, no, we've got, uh, we've got, yeah, by the way, that's Wayne. Hello. Over there. So, we've yeah. got trouble. We're, I'm currently talking over trouble by proud creature. Bit of house music. Bit of chilled out house music. Picks up in the middle a bit. 
But yes. How are you, Wayne, by the way? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Are you okay? Are you sure you're good? Yeah, I'm alright. On a one to scale one on a scale of one to ten good. Eight. Eight. Slowly, slowly, slowly getting down to everybody else. You've been on a high for a while. Fourteen weeks, yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been Would nine. you say you're levelling out or you're uh, no, you, you, you know, a bit of a setback with, with work this week, that's all, you know. Mm. Knock a bit of confidence, but yeah, other than that I'm okay. I'm about a four. You've had a rough week, haven't you? I've had a very rough and even today it's, I, I didn't think I was going to do this recording I was just going to sack it off the interviews were done sack them off it's, it's come, really couldn't be arsed but well, it's not about me anyway it's not about me it's about them and it's you know I've got a glass of whiskey to take the edge off so I'm just going to oh god don't drink it like that um, anyway <laughs> you inhaled that didn't you <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah went straight to my lungs um <coughs> Uh, so, right. Yeah, th- th- that's what we are. That's what we're doing. And uh, it's going to be very exciting for you and and us. And uh, yeah, so we're going to move on to our first artist. And our first artist is a gentleman called Jimmy Handsome. Handsome without the D. Handsome usually, usually spelled with a D, isn't it? It's Han. Sum, yeah. Jimmy Handsome, and uh, I believe you spoke to Jimmy Handsome. I did, yeah. I believe you spoke to both of our artists this week. I did, yeah. It is, yeah. So, yeah, this is Wayne's conversation with Jimmy Handsome and his song Love Quarantine. Just a quick Ding! one. Oh, sorry. Joy. Just, just a quick one, listeners. We had a bit of interference on Jimmy's side, so there's a bit of crackle from his mic, unfortunately. But yeah. Yes, the sound is, um, but it's it's very listenable. You should be fine. Yeah. Enjoy. Originally from Detroit, I've been uh, playing music and in a band since I was very young. Started playing drums when I was about uh, eight years old. I have uh, four brothers, two sisters, so I come from a big family. And uh, just about everyone dibbled and dabbled in music at some point. Um, my dad started it all. He's a he was a musician. He rest in peace. He he passed in '96, but uh, his spirit's been living living on through all of us through the music that we make and play um so we had a band when uh, when i was young it's called the youngins the youngins <laughs> and uh yeah it was uh it's pretty pretty cool i i play the drums i had a brother have a brother that plays bass uh older brother that plays uh that played keyboards and we were the nucleus uh of the band um, my dad uh should start with him he's uh he was a, mu- a famous musician he played in a band called the Just Brothers. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, the Just Brothers made a pretty big northern soul hit, Sliced Tomatoes. Right, okay. Yeah, big big northern soul hit. It it became uh, even more famous when Fatboy Slim sampled it for a song he did called Rockefeller Skate. <laughs> right, okay. So I'm more familiar you know with that, that then. Song, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, exactly. that's uh, really good. So what instrument did your dad play on the recording? He played uh, he played guitar. In in that particular recording of Sliced Tomatoes, he actually didn't didn't play anything on that song. My father, he was a guitar player and a singer and a songwriter, but that song was actually recorded uh, after they did one of their sessions. It was like a B-side. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, and my, my uncle... Uh, who's a famous musician. His name is Frank Bryant, and he was one half of the Just Brothers. But he was close friends with the uh, Funk Brothers from Motown. So three-fifths of the Funk Brothers played on that single, uh, Sliced Tomato. Wow. So you're from a... So it was Eddie. 
yeah, so you're you're from a, a very you know um, a legacy of musical um, family members then. Yes. So yes. Um, describe your sound. Uh, to you know, how would you describe your sound? Okay, Jimmy Handsome is. The reason I spent time talking about my dad is because Jimmy Hansen is sort of a an extension of my my dad. Uh, he kind of goes back to to my my Motown roots. So he's a he's a he's a uh, combination of say Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye. You know those type soul singers from Motown. And again, you know my dad sang in kind of a baritone sound. So I'm an '80s uh, I'm an '80s kid. You know, grew yeah. up, you know listening to. Michael Jackson and Prince and, you know, some of those guys. And so initially I sang in a very high falsetto. Yeah. I've lived life now. I got four kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, I had to, I had to bring my vo- my voice down. I had to bring the tone down. <laughs> and yeah, and as a result of that was, was born, Jimmy Hansel. Yeah, I was. Uh, so yeah, I've been, I've been listening to this on the last couple of days, and I was I was getting that seven that sort of seventies, eighties soul man vibe to it, like um, like Billy Ocean and Luther Vandross, uh, with a bit of the Commodores in, there. and definitely, you know, as you said, there's definitely shades of Marvin Gaye in there for me as well. Especially especially in this song, I feel some of the some of the nuances of the song sort of lean towards Motown and and the um sort of 60s early 70s sound so uh, obviously yeah. the song you're bringing today is uh it's love quarantine is that right yes love quarantine yeah i wonder what that's about <laughs> well it's uh, it's kind of like when you hear it you know exactly what it's about it's a socially conscious you know song it's uh it's 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 meant to you know uplift we're going through a very turbulent time right now you know the whole world is with the uh with the pandemic uh, of course and uh and then and then it took on new meaning, you know, recently with the protesting uh, for, you know, George Floyd. Absolutely. Uh, for what's been going on. So it actually took on additional meaning. But yeah, it's um, Love love Quarantine initially, you know, it was about with everyone being, you know, stuck in the house and not being able to go anywhere. It was sort of, I realized it was probably very difficult for people to get along with maybe people that they didn't hadn't spent a lot of time with before the quarantine you know so yeah. maybe they were in and out to work and different things like that i don't know how it is in your family um yeah i haven't seen my mom for uh near enough 13 weeks now i've spoke to her a lot but uh, i think i've seen her in the last two weeks I've, I've been around to see her you know socially distancing obviously but that's sort of where the uk is at the moment so yeah I haven't seen any members of the uh, other members of my family at all um so it's been a bit tough yeah yeah so everyone was going through the same thing and i just you know i felt like we need to we need to realize that this is a time that we can make something really good out of you know with the families rather than people feeling like they're shut in and you know they can't get out how about we you know look at it i'm a i'm a glass half full guy absolutely i mean it's, it's a it's a great message to, to, to spread at this especially you know how everything is in the world at this moment in time you know it's pretty you know just love that's that's pretty much the aim of the, of the song isn't it it's just about you know just take a step back yeah. and spread the love rather than all the negativity and, and hate that's in the world it's uh yeah it's a, it's a lovely song like i said it's, it's, your vocal on this it's got it reminds me of sort of um it's very reminiscent of, of the motown sound so you know when you recorded this is that sort of where you went in mind it just straight in there i want to do a sort of 80s tinged motown record is that is that where you went with this i guess initially when i started uh writing it it had a different melody to the the verse had a different little 
bit of a different melody. I'm a songwriter first, so when I write songs, I'm always writing what sort of what I hear some of my favorite artists in the past, you know, how they would sing it. And then out of that kind of morphs into the way that I sing it. Um, so, so initially starting off, the, the melody just, the melodies just come. They, they sort of come to me. It's not an intention. Like, I'm not thinking, I guess the music kind of dictates what it's going to be. So the, the track, which was done by a gentleman named Jonathan Boyd, you know, it's got that 70s groove. Mm. And I grew up, you know, playing 70s music that was the era that you know me and my brothers played our uh, yeah. had a band so i was you know that that anytime i hear a groove like that where the where the, you know the drums are just you know sitting nice and and it's a nice funky bass line going uh and and there's a nice guitar lick um all of that just it just like you know seeps into my into my body and and just stuff starts pouring out <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is a really groovy song it is as, and i don't mean groovy as in you know 70s hippie groovy i mean i mean it's really groove based it's, it's it's lovely you know instantly makes you want to click your fingers and move your shoulders in time yeah it's a great song yeah. so um when lockdown isn't happening and you're out in the world, do you do you play live? Do you play with a band, or is it all just studio based? Yeah, it's funny because right now it's it's all studio based. But the first half of my music career was all live. So I played when we were kids. We we opened up for Ray Charles and the Shy Lights. So nobody uh, big then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, we also we also opened up for uh, we did a big show for the Wiz, for Motown's version of the Wiz. Wow. For Diana Ross. We did uh we played for Barry Gordy's father. Uh his name is Papa Gordy, his hundredth hundredth uh, birthday party. So we did, you know, we were always gigging. We were a pretty big band in me and my brothers in, in, in Detroit. So that's all I did, you know, from the time probably for five it's about five or six years straight, we just gig. Then uh when my professional well I should say when my solo career started out of, you know, playing with, like I said, I started writing songs. I became a, a songwriter and all I wanted to do was record. And so my dad had, uh, back then he, he had reel to reels and he showed me how to bounce between the reels to, to, uh, multi-track wow. and to overdub. And that's how I started. So my listeners want to find you and stalk you appropriately on social media. Where, where's the best place to find you? Where's, where's the most, where, where are you most active? Yeah. First I'd, I'd go to my website, jimmyhandsome.com. And that's handsome with, with no D. That's H-A-N-S-O-M-E. That's Jimmy Handsome. Jimmy, J-I-M-I. And, uh, and then all the usual social media sites. I'm on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, those are two primary uh places that yeah you would find me excellent okay so uh, we're at the end of the interview so uh we're going to be playing uh jimmy hansen's song love quarantine now so uh jimmy thanks for joining us thank you so much wayne for calling i, I love your show like i told you you know you guys are going to be wildly successful um i hope richie, so that's the plan tell him i said hello <laughs> <Will do. laughs> yeah. tell richie i said hello richie's a hilarious guy <laughs> Uh, and, Don't tell him and, that. And uh, Neil as well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> either of them guys, that. <laughs> Keep up the great work, and I, I hope to see you somewhere down the line when we're when we're all hugely successful in talking about this thing. Absolutely. Okay, Jimmy. Thank you very much.
them are staggering. For the ninth week in a row, millions of Americans filed for unemployment and all out war against COVID-19. A show of appreciation for those on the front lines. taking a situation that's absolutely dire and shit and he's bringing a bit of life to it. Now, this yes. is the style of music that I've said a lot, like Motown and everything, is a style of music that is good. It's a very good style of music and it inspired so many different styles of music that are about today. However, it's the one style of music that's not going to make a comeback. Indie rock will make a comeback, you know, Synth wave, synth pop, will always. He's bless him, he's muted himself. But yeah, synth wave and synth pop will always make a comeback. And as good as this is and as good as it was, it's dated in a way that it won't ever go any further than where it came from. But I can appreciate this, and I do like it, and I do, did enjoy it, and it was, it was just perfect for Yeah, it's perfect for the moment. And I think if anything could make this style come back again, it would be a song like this by Jimmy Hansen. And the guy, when you, when I listened to the, the interview, I wouldn't have expected this style of music from him. He seemed more current and more up to, up to date. And I don't say this is old music, but kind of is. In the interview, he states that this guy's got some pedigree, this guy has. You know, his, his dad and his uncle were in... Um northern soul bands and you will recognize the the one song that his dad uh his dad and his uncle um were in their their band was called the just brothers it means nothing to you i'm guaranteed yeah okay all right okay the just brothers recorded a song called sliced tomatoes any idea no okay sliced tomatoes is the main riff in rockefeller skank oh so yeah so they've got some pedigree about them i'll check them just before we come on 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 um before we start to record they've got seventy five thousand monthly listens and um jimmy was saying that his dad passed away um a few years ago and it's sort of this is the sort of thing you, you know it's 
embedded in him, I suppose. It's it's ingrained in him. You know, Northern Soul, Motown, it's, it's what he grew up with and what he's, you know, his best. He had, he had a lot to say about his dad. It was an interesting conversation. You know, his, his dad sort of forged his, um, his career almost. You know, he, he helped him record. He, he helped him understand multi-tracking and, and you know, he helped his brothers because him and his brothers were in bands. It's all in, I mean, you've already heard this, you've already heard this in the interview. He was an interesting fella, yeah. Like, like you say, Rich, I mean, the song itself, it's, it's going to be, you know, give another 10, 15 years, it's like a historical document because in, in the whole sort of first first verse up to the chorus, he's charting what's going on, you know. I got up one morning, president said, you know, we've got to stop and do this, that and the other. I don't think he's talking about Donald Trump as president. I, mean, I think he might have glorified Donald Trump there. I think he might have been, you know, wearing his Barack Obama glasses there because I don't think Donald Trump's ever said anything as straight and clear cut as that, to be honest. But yeah, good song. I like it. And we talked about the message of the song. And, you know, it's exactly what the world needs. You know, stop worrying about the hate and, and all the worry. You know, just love. That's it. Yeah, I mean... That's what you need. I wasn't being negative towards you when I said what I said. It is an absolutely fan, fantastic song, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I bought it because we don't bring in. I, well, I pretty much choose all the songs to the beat. I don't bring enough music like this, and I think this is what we need at the moment. To be honest, yeah, it's nice. It's easy listening, you know. But it's worth checking out. It's worth on edge. It's worth yeah. checking out. We'll leave all his links and all the stuff in the show notes, so you can go and check out some of his other works. Yeah, very good, very good, very good. And we're going to move on to our next artist. And our next artist is a band called Heavy Men. And this is their song, and with their song, Baby Jean. This couldn't be any further from what you've just listened to. It's completely <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. But yeah, listen and enjoy. For the uninitiated, uh, tell us who Heavy Man are. What's you all about? What's your sound? Well, we're a four-piece rock band based in London. Uh, standard setup, couple guitars, drums, and bass. And uh, we're really loud. <laughs> and we love old rock bands like Queen and Led Zeppelin. We love big riffs. We love groove. We love harmony. And yeah, we just like making a lot of noise and making people get up and feel something. Cool, cool. Yeah, just, just from listening to, you know, the probably the first 30 seconds you can you can soak up the classic rock influence that you guys are uh, oh, i'm glad you think so are influenced by yeah you, you, well you can hear it you know it's just right in there so it is that something that you come to like naturally or is it uh something that you set out right from the start we want to be a, a you know a, a sort of 70s 80s That's classic uh, rock. an interesting question yeah i grew up listening to more pop rock than classic rock you know stuff like elton john billy joel to michael jackson the beatles and then only when i went to university did i really start listening to all like all all the greats all the classics and that's where i met tom our drummer and we formed a band together when we were at university just doing riff rock uh, we were really into zeppelin and also newer acts like queens of the stone age and that's that's what we started playing together and i think it's just kind of evolved since then right yeah so, so you're an, an amalgamation almost of uh of the the past and the yeah. present oh cool i'd like to think so <laughs> so um this is just for everybody listening this is the second time we've done it uh, charlie computer just died so you were in the process of telling me all about the band and what the setup is there well, yes yeah, so um yeah tom and i met through university and tom's our drummer and um we started uh our initial band under the name of bad mammoth with a couple of other friends but then we've experienced a couple lineup changes over the last few years we we found it difficult to get proper traction going because our, our bassist dropped out 
right when we graduated university. And it took some time to get to this incarnation, but eventually we met Igor, our bassist, and then he introduced us to Nick, our lead guitarist, and now here we are. That can't be really rock. Is that his real name, Igor? Igor, yes. Igor Fonseca. He's a crazy, beautiful man. Wow. That is, um, that is a hell of a If you ever get the name. chance to meet him. Yeah. He, it's, he's a hell of a guy. He's kind of like a pirate and had sex with an angel. Oh, the pirate Igor that's, Fonseca. That's Igor. Jesus, I want to meet him. That's, that's the one. He's, you'll recognize him immediately. <laughs> he's the one with a hook for a hand and a, a, a patch over the eye. <laughs> oh, have you met him? <laughs> Very good. So, I'm interested. Where does the name Heavy Man come from? Well, it, it took us a while to get there, to be honest. But I was having a discussion with my flatmates about the name, and I was we were just throwing words around. Do you know how many bands there are? All, all the names have been taken. It's so easier. I was throwing some words around. Sorry, go on, Wayne. I was just going to say, it's, it's easier to come up with the music than it is a bloody band name. I've been in that many You're bands. You're damned right. Yeah, well, you, you are damned right. It's even harder to get everyone to agree. You've wrote, you've wrote six songs. Um, You're ready to go and gig. What are we going to call ourselves? <laughs> it takes you another six months before oh, you can get laid. <laughs> you don't know how painful this is to hear. <laughs> oh, you're preaching to the choir, man. But yeah, so I was, I was chatting with my flatmates about this predicament. We were throwing words around. And then He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother came up, the song by the Hollies. Oh, right, okay. And then oh, I, got, yeah, yeah. I said The Heavy Brothers. And then my flatmate said Heavy Man. And... I just, I was struck by it because I loved how open it was to interpretation. Obviously, we make quite loud music, mm. but at the same time, I'd like to see that there's more to the word heavy than just the sound. I feel like there's an emotional quality to it. For me, it's just, yeah, it's all about that, the defiance of, you know, an emotional state or the gravity of your nature, the physicality of life and trying to transcend that and go beyond the heaviness. So, um, so it's that's either, what heavy yeah. man means to me. So it's either... The heavy man, or the heavy man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got ya. Yeah, that's up to you, really. Yeah. Um, so listening to the song, which is uh, Baby Jane, is that right? That's right, Baby Jean. Baby Jean, sorry, Baby Jane. I was thinking. No worries. I wrote everything else down but the name of the song. Um, yeah, I've got I've got the classic rock influence in there, and I felt there was like a sort of southern a southern rock um, influence in there as well, it's almost bluesish. I suppose. Oh if, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, that. if you're saying uh, you know you're, you're big fans of Led Zeppelin, then I can see where that's coming from from that side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Also, massive fan of the band Rival Sons. I don't know if you know. Oh, them. I like um, Rival Sons. Yeah, yeah, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, wicked, wicked band. Um, um, so um they definitely had a. Go on, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say they definitely had an influence on her. So. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if they're class as Southern Rock, but uh, Death from Above, 1979. If you're familiar with those guys. Oh, I'm not that familiar with them. Maybe I should check them out. Really heavy, Death dirty, sleazy sort of Southern Rock. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds perfect. Yeah, I saw them. Check the, that out. They can make some noise for two of them. They really can. It's incredible. Yeah, a hell of a band <laughs> those guys. Um, check out uh, Right I'll on Frankenstein. Check them out. Check out the song Right on Frankenstein. That's fantastic. Uh, awesome. So yeah. Will do. So uh, I come up with like listening to the song. I absolutely love that clapping that's in. Um, I think it's in the verses. Oh, it's part of the percussion. I'm really glad. That's so. It fits so well, and it's obviously something that's so you know, and everybody can clap, and it just fits. Is that something? You know, did you have a producer on the song, or is it something you guys were like? You know, we always want to have that. That's in there? something we decided on. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad to hear you say that you like it. Um, this was very much an independently driven and produced project. It was my first time really engineering an, an entire project. So, the, Baby Jean is the first of six songs in the six track EP that we're going to be releasing. And 
it was all engineered by us, all produced by us, and um, eventually mixed by our lead guitarist, Nick. Well, it's so, funny. So, yeah, all the, all the production ideas were ours, and we spent a lot of time deciding what to keep, what to throw out, and what was, yeah, what was really going to end up on the final record. So I'm, I'm very glad to hear that you yeah, like those little touches. The next little thing I've written down here is the, the production is great. You know, it's, it's really... Oh, great, man. It, it gives you... We get a lot of bands who, who send their work to us, and you can hear what they'd sound like on stage, but mm. it doesn't come across well in their music. And it's like right, you're not right. capturing the, the spirit or the feel of that band. You know, they're, they're two different... And sure. I mean, playing live, obviously, and recording are two different animals anyway. And it, I think it Absolutely. takes a lot to to marry the two. And I think you've done a really good job here because you can feel that energy. You can feel that sort of energy from your stage. Is that is that what you'd be like on stage, you know, jumping up and down? And... Oh, man, you're making me blush. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all over the place on stage. I think, as you say, we're we're very adamant that the recording you know the recordings and the live performance are two different animals as you say and you know there there are some things on the recordings that we can't absolutely translate verbatim to the live performance and likewise the other way around so what we tried to do is make sure that you know the recordings are their own inclusive world you know there's its own soundscape and then our live performance we just have a lot more room to strut and be present so we might not include all the elements that we have on the recording. For example, you know, sometimes we're layering harmonies mm. in, in the recordings that we can't possibly do on stage. <laughs> um, but we but we try and give our all on stage, and hopefully that makes up for that. Yeah, excellent. Um, what did you say the name of your guitarist was? My guitarist, uh, Nick, Nick Burns. Nick Burns. Lovely guy. I've, so, I've got a great band. They're all lovely guys. Uh, would you say he's a big fan of Thin Lizzy? Because I was getting from a lot of the guitar work in this. Yeah. The lead work, I was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he loves Thin Lizzy. Um, my dr- Tom as well, the drummer, loves Thin Lizzy. It's come up quite a lot. Um, I'm not going to lie. I am notorious for being bad at knowing any music. I've spent a lot of time writing it and not as not nearly enough time researching and, um, you know, getting dialed up on all, all, all the references, all the related artists and... Yeah, both Tom and Nick have mentioned that yeah. our music style is very much like Thin Lizzy, I and I, I definitely hear that looking back now. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, you know, you're painting the broad brush with Thin Lizzy. I'm, I'm saying you've got drops of paint mm. dripped into your music. It's it's sort of like the sound oh, of the great. guitar and the way the riff runs along you. It's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, man. Obviously, um, lockdown's held everything gig-wise, and, you know, nobody can get out and do anything. Um, but sure. have you got plans for this after you know uh, for the band pushing it forward after uh, everything's you know back absolutely to, back to um, normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we are a relatively new band on the scene you know given this incarnation of the band and, and the six tracks we've been working on so right before lockdown we'd just finished off the tracks and we were starting to gig in order to you know build that audience go out there and meet people and we were really just starting our run when everything happened. So it definitely took the wind out of our sails, but we can't wait to get back out there and just, yeah, push the stuff that, we're, um, that, we've, that we've recorded. And we've got a whole bunch of other songs lined up to be recorded as well. So there's plenty more material from Heavy Man to come. Excellent, excellent. So um, we'll round up, um, actually, before we go any further on that, um, so social medias and that, where can everybody find you on, uh, you know, and stalk you appropriately? Where, where's the best place to find yeah, you? Yeah, sure. 
I mean, you can find us, obviously find our music on Spotify or Apple Music, any of the big streaming platforms. Uh, and you can find our page on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Heavy Man Music. Uh, Instagram at Heavy Man Music as well. Yeah, stall all the biggins. <laughs> we're there <laughs> and we're here to stay excellent so we'll just finish this off with with a couple of silly little questions so i've got one that i always ask every Great. time so if you could replace one musician and play their part in the song and get credit for it what song would it be and which musician would you replace right i'm guessing you mean outside my band absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay that's a good question okay if i'm gonna be yeah if i had to replace one musician and do their part. And so, are you saying do it as well as they do it or so, do it as well um, as I could do it? So if we're going to get deep with the, with, with the question, you've got the gift yeah. of, of future foresight and you're mm. able to go back into time. And we're going to pick, um, I always go with um, Queen or Metallica. But So so you can sure. go back in time and you can replace James Hetfield um, playing the solo to Nothing Else Matters and it'll be your solo that appears on the recording, not his so you get the oh, credit dear. for it. Oh, that, man. that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first instinct is to say that I would go back in time and do Freddie Mercury's vocal performance on something like Hammer to Fall and take credit for it. But ultimately, I love Hammer to Fall. It's an amazing song. But ultimately, there's no one who's ever going to be able to replace Freddie. So I will <laughs> instead say that I would love to play Roger Taylor's drum part on Hammer to Fall and just enjoy it. Just enjoy the whole process. Yeah. Because there's no way I'm doing Freddie's part better than Freddie did it. Exactly. But yeah, you'd, you'd give it a go, but it wouldn't be the same. Exactly. <laughs> be a waste. Uh, Such a waste. So we're going to go with first and last. I'm going to ask you a, a few of these now. And they're just basically the first right. or the last or something, or, or somewhere in between. Uh, so we'll go with cool. the first band you played in. The first band I played in was a band I formed in primary school. Oh, like junior school? I don't know what you'd call it. I was 13, and it was in Hong Kong. And I'm pretty sure we were just called The Band. Nice. Statement to the point, isn't it, that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like a stepping stone or a rite of passage. I feel like loads of people have done that. They've just called themselves The Band until they realized they could have opinions and come up with their own name. <laughs> Last time you played live? Last time I played live was uh, just before lockdown. And... It's been so long, I can't even remember where it was. I think it was Hoxton Underbelly. Uh, yeah, it must yeah. have been early March or late February. That's, that always turns up on sort of my Facebook feed and things like Underbelly and the Underbelly Festival and uh, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll go with... Really nice venue. Uh, we'll go with the first time you felt out of your comfort zone. The first time I felt out of my comfort <laughs> musically, zone. Musically. Day one, mate. Oh, musically. Um, <laughs> do you mean playing with people? Yeah, you know, um, I can I can hmm. always remember going to a rehearsal. Somebody asked me to come along and said, "Oh, you could play guitar. Come come to this rehearsal." So I went along to this rehearsal, yeah. and they're playing classic rock records, uh, classic rock sure. covers. And I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll you know print the print the music off and I'll take it along." And I'm trying to there, yeah. and I'm, I wasn't the greatest guitarist in the world anyway. And I'm there trying to learn to fucking play Cream, you know, where Sunshine and You Love oh, sure, and yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm not fucking built for this. And then 20 <laughs> minutes into the rehearsal, their actual guitarist comes along. And I was meant to be replacing him. It turns out that this guy's a right. this, this guy's a music teacher. So <laughs> that was probably the first time I ever felt really out of my comfort zone, to be honest. So yeah, so, Fair enough. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, I, it's kind of a hard question to answer because 
I feel like when it comes to playing with other people, you know, I, I just try to find a pocket where I can sit. And even if it means means playing, a, you know, a fewer notes than I usually would, um, then I'll just try my best to, you know, if, if I can't contribute anything of use, then I try my best to stay out of people's way and then hopefully find like something rhythmic that I can do. But I will say that growing up, I, I grew up listening to lots of like pop rock stuff and Motown, basically music that my parents grew up listening to. Yeah. And then growing up as a kid in the 90s, everyone around me listening to rap and hip hop, I felt incredibly out of place. <laughs> I felt really out of my depth. So yeah, I guess that's my answer to that question. Yeah, good one. Your last musical inspiration. My last musical inspiration. Yeah, the last person or band or something where, where you listen to it and you went, I'm going to go play my guitar, you know, straight away. Yeah, sure. Um, to be honest, Jay Buchanan from Rival Sons, the lead singer, is just one of those he, he's one of the few vocal heroes i have that's still alive and every single time i hear him sing i just think wow that man is an angel i i want to be like that i want to <laughs> be able to soar like that that's crazy very good so um we'll do the first and last together so the first album you bought and the last oh, album right. you bought the first album i bought oh my gosh does anyone buy albums anymore <laughs> um no, i mean i shouldn't be not. saying that but okay Phew. one of the first albums i bought personally with my own money was probably a green day album like dookie or something like that <laughs> nice. and then the last album i bought you know what i reckon it's the, the last album i bought was actually feral roots by rival sons <laughs> not, not that you love rival sons at all <laughs> oh no i've never heard of them <laughs> Okay, excellent. So um, um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're at the end of this now. So, Charlie, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really, really appreciate being on the show. You guys are great. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And we're going to finish off now by playing Heavy Man's song, Baby G.
Heavyman, and that was their song, Baby Jean. Is that too loud, Wayne, to talk? No, that's fine. Okay, so, Baby Jean, um, I've kind of gone old school on both songs this week. This is, um, My Baby Jean! <laughs> this, this is... She likes to hit him up the lead. This is proper glam rock. It sounds glam rockish. It's but for some reason it didn't. Although it's an old style, it didn't. To me personally, it didn't feel old. But um, I absolutely, I oh, know I'm taking the piss, but I absolutely love this. And Scream Babies, it's got a bit of darkness feel to it as well. It's, yeah, when we were chatting, um, I said to him, it's sort of, it feels like classic rock with like a southern rock edge. That's what it feels like to me. And he, he didn't disagree, so that's exactly what they're aiming for, you know. And Weren't the darkness British? The darkness is British, yeah, but that's classic rock. Don't you think this feels a bit more This This doesn't feel eighties and nineties even though it's to the the whole even though the the style screams eighties, nineties, glam rock, it it doesn't feel it. Or is it just it's me? No, it's 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 completely, and I mean rocking that, not in the genre rocking. I mean, as in rocking, it's, it's rocking that whole contemporary classic rock vibe. You know, it's funny really because I was watching um, Sky Arts had put download from last year on, and I think their program for download is absolutely fucking awful. It doesn't do download any just. I've never been to download, but I guarantee you download is nothing like their program. And some of the bands that are on there, it's sort of like they come across as. As, as glam rock, glam rockish um, slash was on there, for you know, with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, and I was like, yeah, that that could fall into that category. It's sort of classic rock with a contemporary edge, with a modern edge to it. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's a great song. It is, but I don't know where the modern edge is in it because all the instruments, the way they're playing it, the way they're singing, it's all typically that glam rock, but. Somewhere in there that's hidden in a way that I can't find something that's making it a bit more contemporary. It's very clever. I don't know how they're doing it. It could, you know what, it could be as easy as, um, it could be as easy as they've just released a classic rock song that seems fresh, that seems, you know, isn't as tired as, you know, Is This Love by White Snake or, you know, um, trying to think of some Skid Row songs, you know, that sort of, in that. They've just ha- yeah. they've just happened to, to manage to make the one song that was more fresh than anything else that's out at the moment. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, it is good though. It's really good. I take my hat off to them. I did. A... I was I was really impressed when I was chatting to them that they produced this song as well. You know, it's it's them sitting down and working out. You know, we, we got to talking about there's a clap moment in the first half of the song. It sort of, it sort of ducks down a little bit in the mix, and there's a clap. There's just two two claps, and I was like, I love that. I thought it was a really nice touch. Uh, is that something you talked about with your producer? He's like, Well, no, because we haven't got a producer. We just we sat down and talked about it and put these things in, and that screams 
I mean, Charlie, who I spoke to, was like, there's no point asking me about bands because I can't remember any. But it screams of they know what they are and how to put their sound across. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a really well-produced and really good they song. They seem like quite young people for this kind of genre. Yeah, early 20s, I would say. Which is strange because this kind of genre, you'd, you know, you're looking between probably 40s and 60s now, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean... Some of the festivals I went to last year, especially um, one of the bands we interviewed, uh, put the, puts me in mind of those guys, which is Skinner's Lane. I don't know if you remember mm. them, which they played. They were good. They played Ustock and they played Funk in the Forest as well. And those guys hit that sort of the same vein as, as um, Heavy Man do. You know, it's they've got that sort of classic rock edge, contemporary twist sort of feel to it, yeah. Yes, good. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, and I'm, I've kind of grown out of the whole classic rock thing now. I don't really listen to much glam rock anymore. I don't listen to radio, so it's. I, I listen to what I listen to. I listen to my playlists, that's what I listen to. And not much glam rock makes it on, onto to that playlist. I might occasionally get a bit of Queen on there. That's as far as it goes. I don't listen to any White Snake, Def Leppard, anything like that. But this has made it onto my playlist. I do like this. Yeah, the young guys have made it. Work for me, so fair play, does yeah. It's, it's hats off to him. It's bright, you know. Like I said, it's bright and it's fresh. Well, you know, what's not to like about it? Mm, yeah, absolutely agree. Love these guys. Check them out. Information in the show notes. Go and show them some love. Yeah, and okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna do that thing now. We're gonna uh, oh oh oh. It's a fucking wild card. So, this week, we've put it, I put it out yesterday, I put it out very late on the Twitters, um, for the artists to drop their musics, and uh, yeah, so we're going to do the random selection, oh, thingy, I'm just looking through now, Hoxie's Wonder Emporium have put theirs on, do you remember them? No. You don't remember Hoxie's Wonder Emporium? That that brought a song for the the, the episode we did with Freeman on the, uh, the, what's it called, the the Halloween special? Okay, never mind, just me then. No, I don't remember him. Mm, we listen to so much, Rich. We do listen (laughs) to so much. So I'm just going to go do a random number generator thing, and I have come up with... Daydream. Runaways. That's who we've got. We've got Daydream Runaways. Would Would love to your thoughts. Would love to your thoughts on our latest single, Gravity. That's what they would. They would love to. Your thoughts on that? I'm missed out a word there. It doesn't matter. They would. They were rushing it obviously because they couldn't get on there quick enough. So yeah, have you got anything up on them, uh, Wayne? The daydream runaways. Shall I tell that as a no? Uh, day... No, I've got, I've got a bit. I've got a bit. Uh, daydream runaways are four Greek culture obsessive uh, obsessives from the UK's South Wales who made a name for themselves with a unique brand of retro modern rock. Forming in 2019, and then there's loads of stuff about retro modern rock. That's a double Ooh. negative. It's not a double negative, but it's uh, it's very counterintuitive. Which is it? Is it retro or is it modern? It just cancels it out, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, then again, you could have said that about the band we just listened to. It's a very retro sound, but somehow they made it modern, retro modern. There you go. Um, yes, they, they, they summed up in their description what we were struggling for for the last ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so these guys, are they Greek or are they Welsh? What's that? They're from... They're Greek obsessives from South Wales. Right. So what, we're going to expect some plate smashing? It just means they've read the Iliad a couple of times, that's all. Okay, well, this is their <laughs> their new song, um, Gravity. Enjoy. I haven't heard it yet, so this is our first time hearing it as well. Wow, this was 
This was the same era of music as Heavy Man. This was very Bon Jovi. This was this was almost a cliche of that type of music. I liked it a lot. It had a lovely subtle build up. It was everything from that era, only they didn't have that edge that made it a bit more contemporary like Heavy Man did. This was typically that era. If, this, if somebody said, oh, this is so-and-so from 1995, that wouldn't have surprised me at all. That's not to say it's bad, it's very good, but it's not, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to make millions at the moment, not in this day and age. But then again, saying that, if they're doing that style of music, they know what they are, they know who they are, they know what they're doing, so they're not setting out to, you know. So, yeah, but it is good. It is good, but it was good to contrast that with Heavy Man, to be honest, because you can tell that it hasn't got that... You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, Wayne? Do you know what I mean? Or am I just waffling yeah. shit? No. Once, I mean, they're not lying when they're saying they have a retro-modern sound, because that is a very retro-modern sound. I wasn't getting the modern. What are, you, what are you listening to there? You know, I was getting bits of... Um, there's a band from... 2000 and well, it, mid 2000s called the music. Do you remember those guys? The mid 2000s was 15 years ago, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm just saying it's a it's a sound that still progressed though, and I was getting some of that from it. I also got a bit of um, from from his singing. I was getting a bit of Miles Kennedy. Um, I've already mentioned him tonight. From I've just wrote the band name down. Alterbridge. A bit. They were a bit Alterbridges uh, at times, and that might be down to like the, the, the bass and the drums that sounded so deep. You know, I mean, I'm living for that bass slide they're using there. It's fucking brilliant. I love that. They put it twice in the song as well because they knew it was great. It was like, we can't just put it in once. We've got to put it in twice. And it was it was really epic sounding. Really enjoyed that. I think the difference between Daydream, what they're called, Daydream Runaways and Heavy Man is, is really, it's down to style. I think, and down to it almost Heavy feels Man's... it almost feels like these guys are stuck in that era, whereas Heavy Man pulled a genre from that era and then pulling it into the present, whereas that music is staying where it is. That's how it feels it, to me. It, it's, mus- musically, Heavy Man's a bit more riff driven, and it, they're swinging a bit more to a more, bit more around to thrash, and I, I'm using thrash as, as not in the Metallica Anthrax term, as in like the Cinderella and. Um, you know, like you were saying, glam metal, that sort of that sort of sound. Mm. There's there's more. I don't want to say there's more technicality because even though there is, you can hear the technicality in Daydream. Oh, I keep forgetting the name. Daydream Runaway song. You know, it's it's got like you say, fantastic build. The structure of the song I think is fantastic because there's a couple of times they do some falls, they do some you know middle eights in there, and they work perfectly. The song fits together. It's not a massively long song as well. It does what it needs to. Gets out and you know, it's a song I'd listen to. You know, it's a song. I'd, I'd love to hear on like a classic rock radio station. It's one of those. It's a song yeah. that would fit perfectly on a Bon Jovi, bon Jovi album. It wouldn't f- feel out of place at all. If Bon Jovi sang this, stuck it on an album, it wouldn't feel out of place. It'd feel like this is a, a Bon Jovi song. And the, that's not criticism. No, it's not that's, criticism that's, at all. That's, you know, yeah. I, I love Bon Jovi. Um, however, at the moment, the way I'm with music at the moment, that's not to say I'll be this way in the future because my, my, you know, my, my taste change all the time but at the moment this wouldn't make it onto my playlist my regular listening playlist it might make it onto a playlist but not my regular listening playlist where's heavy heavy man song that did make it onto my playlist but this is a good song i do like it i I, I love that style and obviously you know they know what they're doing that's what they're aiming for and if that that is what they're aiming for they've they've smashed it out of the ballpark and it's a good song musically and the production the production's 
off 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 the chart. It's fantastic production. Yeah. They've, they've, you know, it's not cheap production at all. They've they've done a good job. I think this may be their first song. They only formed in 2019, so this may be their first release. F- fair so play, to, first fair release. play to them. And if the, if this is their first release, uh, keep in contact, guys, because I'd like to listen to your future releases. Because obviously, with every band, it's only going to get better. So yeah, keep in contact and. Links and details in the show notes so you can go and support them as they start off on their new journey. Yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to just now... Uh, that's, uh, that's it, isn't it, Wayne? Pretty much, that's yeah. pretty much it. It's a, it's a short there's, and... So there's, we don't, there's no guests, there's no, you know. There's no guests to finish There's no guests. I don't think I want guests on the B-side anymore, Wayne. It's, it's, I love having guests. I love the guests. Nothing wrong with the guests. It's just... It's too much hard work. It's nice to just be able to, be able to sit down with you, just me and you. Maybe Neil if he wants to pop in from time to time, but, you know, just, just chill. It's a bit more chilled. I'm always on edge when I've got a guest because I don't know them. And we've never had a problem, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, everything in the show notes. Check out all the artists. So, yeah, we're pretty much at the end now. We're coming towards the end of the show. That's what we're at. It's been a short but sweet episode. We haven't had a guest. So, yeah, what Wayne said earlier. Uh, we've got Propulsive for our show this week. Well, Propulsive and Robin Embrace with their song Voyager. Um, do you want to say a little bit about this, Wayne, before we uh, fuck oh, off? It's a fucking banger, isn't it? It is, a, it is a, an absolutely quality piece of EDM. That's what we've, started, we, we've taken to doing. Bit of EDM at the st- well, uh, I say EDM. A bit of instrumentals at the start and at the end. Uh, it's been more often than not EDM, but it it's not subject to that. If you like, you know, we, we can, if you you're a classical artist and we like your work, and I do like a bit of classical, you know, send it in. We don't get enough or a bit of jazz. Just a bit of jazz instrumental. Send it in. But this is a banger. Yeah, Neil's not on this show. He corrated. Yeah. <laughs> But this is a banger. This is a, this is a fantastic piece. Where it's, um, there's lots of really good sounds going on in there. Great beat. What's not to like, Wayne? What's not to like? It, it's fucking great, isn't it? This this is uh, this is a high fizz jacket and glow sticks in the middle of a fucking field somewhere in Nottingham. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. Yeah. So that's what you're about to listen to. We'll leave all of their stuff in the show notes. That's what's gonna happen. And I've had enough. I've had a bad week. And this is the end of the week. I'll start to fresh tomorrow. So, all that's left to say is, I've been Rich. I've been Wayne. Thanks for listening. If indeed you still are. See ya. Cheerio. <laughs>
Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org.